Dr. René, can we start with you with 1 Corinthians 15, 12? Thank you. Verse 15. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that He hath put all things under his feet, but when he hath, but when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted who did put all things under him. Verse twenty-eight. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him. That God may be all in all. All right, thank you very much. If Christ is not risen, then your faith is vain. Empty, meaningless, false, worthless. Uh, we are found false witnesses. And remember uh, that the Bible speaks very clearly about the importance of being a true witness. Uh, it's one of the Ten Commandments and is mentioned in many uh, passages, uh, including many passages in the book of uh, Proverbs. Uh, if Christ is not risen, then we are false uh, witnesses. Uh, if Christ uh, is not uh, uh, risen, uh, there is no salvation. Your faith uh, is uh, vain. You are yet in your uh, sins. Also, there is no hope regarding uh, those believers who have passed away, who have gone uh, on. Uh, they are uh, perished. If there is no uh, resurrection, then we are of all men most uh, miserable. If only in this life we have our hope. 
uh, in Christ, uh, then uh, we are uh, of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen uh, from uh, the dead and is become the first fruits of them that sleep. Remember two basic ideas in verses 20 through 28. The believer must rise because Christ is the first fruits. Because Christ is the first fruits. The believer must follow in a resurrection of the body because of the unity which exists between the believer and between the Lord Jesus Christ. The second main idea in verses 20 through 28, there must be a resurrection of the believer, a resurrection of the believer's body, because death is an enemy. Death is associated with sin. Death is an enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ must triumph over all his enemies, without any uh, exception. Uh, without uh, any uh, exception. Uh, by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of uh, the dead. I remember one of the things that we see in uh, verse 21 uh, is the fact uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ in his incarnation was not some kind of manifestation or appearance, but rather he took upon himself a real human nature. So that in addition to being God, he was man. He did not appear to be a man. He did not have a, a, a superficial form like that of a man, but he was uh, a man. This is what we see in uh, Philippians chapter 2 uh, as well. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 uh, says uh, in verse 6, who being in the form uh, of God, and then it says also, uh, uh, he took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Now, the, the translation is not uh, very clear uh, in the passage. The form of God means that he is God, that uh, his nature is that of God. And form of man means also that that is his nature in his incarnation. He was a uh, man. Uh, by man came death. By man came also the resurrection of uh, the dead. Uh, Paul said to Festus and Agrippa uh, that the message of the Old Testament of the prophets, Moses and the prophets, was that Christ should die, should suffer, and that he should be the first to rise from the dead. Uh, Colossians 1.18, the firstborn from the dead. Revelation 1.5, uh, the first begotten of uh, the dead. Uh, uh, in Adam all die. Uh, 
we are bound in a certain unity to Adam so that when he fell, we fell as well. And when he received punishment for his sins, we received the same punishment. Uh, one of the obvious manifestations of that is that thorns and thistles did not grow only for Adam. الشوكو الحسك لم ينمو فقط لآدم ولا أتى الموت فقط لآدم. Guilt and death did not come to him only. Being bound to the Lord Jesus, if we have placed our faith and trust in him, we receive blessings from that association. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. And some of the blessings that are mentioned there, Ephesus Asah Wahad, Wabad al Barakat al Maskura, Bil Asah al Awal Mitmaelt, Wamad al Tleti ila Saba, verse 3 to verse 7. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He has chosen us in Him before. Uh, uh, before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ so there is the choosing or predestination which uh, uh, is associated with Christ there is the adoption verse 5 of Ephesians uh, uh, 1 to the praise of the glory of his grace verse 6 through which he has made us accepted in the beloved accept before God in the beloved in whom we have redemption through his blood redemption forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his uh, grace then Adam all die even so in Christ shall all be made uh, alive uh, we stand only with Adam in his sin in his fall and in uh, condemnation or do we stand with uh, the second uh, Adam? Uh, do we stand with the Lord Jesus Christ? Remember how Moses said, who is on the Lord's side? In Christ all shall be made alive. The Bible says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. I am the resurrection and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. This is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. أَعْطَانَا اللَّهَ حَيَاتْ أَبَدِيَّةَ وَهَذِي الْحَيَاتْ هِيَ فِي إِبْنِهِ Revelation 22, I saw a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and from the Lamb. The river of life. نَهَرْ مَا حَيَاتْ مِنْ عَرْشْ اللَّهِ in Christ shall all be made uh, made alive. But every man in his own order. There is a particular uh, uh, order. There is uh, a particular arrangement. Uh, there are particular ranks and priorities. Sometimes this word is used in a military sense. You know, uh, in a uh, military force, uh, uh, 
there is always a leader and someone below him and someone below him and someone below him, different ranks and different uh, uh, positions. Uh, so Christ will be uh, first. And then uh, afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming. At his coming. The Greek word here is uh, parousia. Uh, the word means presence. Uh, and it is used when a king or a ruler uh, arrives. And is also used uh, in Greek for the appearance of a god. Uh, for the appearance of a god. At his coming. At his glorious uh, appearing at his glorious uh, uh, appearing, uh, especially in the book of Thessalonians, uh, this word is used uh, several times. Uh, the letters uh, to the Thessalonians uh, look at uh, some verses there quickly. The first letter of Thessalonians to the Thessalonians, chapter two and verse nineteen. What is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye at the presence? of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, uh, at his coming. First uh, Thessalonians 3.13, To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his uh, saints. First uh, Thessalonians 4.15, uh, uh, We say unto you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of uh, the Lord. First uh, Thessalonians 5.23, at the end of the verse, uh, he says that your spirit, soul, body be preserved blameless unto the coming. Unto the coming. Second Thessalonians 2.1, Thessalonica 10.1, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus and by our gathering together unto him. Uh, there is an order. Christ first. Uh, Christ uh, uh, first. Now someone might say, but there are others who rose from the dead before uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, beginning with who? Beginning with the son of the uh, widow of Zarephath. Uh, and including people whom the Lord Jesus himself raised. Uh, namely, uh, the son of the widow of Nain, and the daughter of Jairus, and Lazarus. But all of these rose again to live a usual human life, and then they died once more. And while it is a miracle of the greatest magnitude, any one of these resurrections which I mentioned, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is different. Uh, I am alive and I live forevermore. First, Christ's, uh, Christ, and afterwards, those that are Christ at his coming. At his coming. Then comes the end, verse 24. Uh, then comes uh, the end. The Bible has many things to tell us about the end uh, times. God has a plan for uh, uh, mankind, and that plan is uh, 
unfolding, in some sense we are uh, living it and experiencing it, then comes uh, the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Now, which kingdom specifically is uh, referred to? Uh, we don't have a lot of details right here in uh, verse uh, 24. Uh, people think of two possibilities here with regard to the kingdom. One possibility is that the reference is to the millennial kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, Hikam Rabbi Yasu al Masih, Al Al Ard, Bad Majihu Al Musamma Al Hikam Al Elfi, Al Hikam Al Elfi. Revelation chapter nineteen and verses eleven through sixteen. Revelation nineteen verses eleven through sixteen. And I saw the heaven open. Behold a white horse, he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. In righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no man knew but he himself, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies that were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords." Uh, look uh, also at uh, the uh, beginning of chapter 20 of the book of Revelation. I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent who is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. After that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw, th and I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and who had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So, then comes the end, uh, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. The kingdom could be a reference to the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ upon this earth, the millennium, the thousand year kingdom, or, Another possibility is that the reference is not to that period in particular, but to the fact that whether then or now, the Lord Jesus rules and reigns, he is king. He is uh, a king. Uh, look at the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 20 to verse 23. 
which he wrought in Christ, Ephesus 1.20, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in uh, all. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of the son of his love. Naqalana ila malakut ibn mahabbatihi. Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Malakut Allah, mish akil but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Birr wa salam wa farah farruh al-Qudus. Are you a king? Are you a king? Pilate asked the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, yes. He said, thou sayest that I am a king. Now, sometimes people say, the Lord Jesus didn't answer clearly. There are some expressions that were used in those times, perhaps a little bit different from ours. Of course, every time, every place, there are expressions that are uh, different. Thou sayest that I am a king. In In the way that people spoke that time, it was a clear affirmation. As you say... I am a king. I am uh, a king. My kingdom is not of this world. But nevertheless, even if it is not of this world, he was a king at that time. And so, uh, then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Either specifically the millennial kingdom, or, in general, it is speaking of the rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ as king in every place, in every time. <clears throat> when he shall have put down all rule and uh, uh, when he shall have put down all rule, all authority, all power, uh, all power, put down. Uh, here are some translations, some renderings of uh, put down, put an end to, destroyed, abolished, annulled, dethroned, overthrown, uh, overthrown. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse uh, 7, it says of the increase of his government there shall be no uh, end. Uh, His kingdom uh, grows. Uh, His kingdom will prevail. And all who stand against it with any power, with any authority, this is only temporary. This is uh, uh, only temporary. Uh, When the wicked flourish, it is only, the Bible says, it is only that they be destroyed. Uh, it is only that they be destroyed. Uh, his kingdom uh, will prevail. Turn with me to the book of Daniel. Uh, 
and uh, the dream, the first dream of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, which is recorded for us in Daniel chapter 2. And in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel is Hachnin. Let's read, first of all, verses 34 and 35. This is part of uh, the dream uh, being described. Thou sawest until a stone was cut without hands, which smote the image upon its feet that were of iron and clay, and broke them to pieces. The iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, and no place was found for them. And a stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. The interpretation, specifically, uh, again, focus on that part that we read about, uh, Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 and 45. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, the gold. The great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation of it sure. All will serve him. His kingdom will not be destroyed. Rather, the enemies will be destroyed. Also in Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, and uh, verses 13 and 14, Daniel Sabat al-Tash Warbatash, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Remember how the Lord Jesus said, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Dufia ilayya kul sultan fissamawat wa ala al The resurrection of the Lord Jesus was his triumph over death. This resurrection is the first of a series of victories in which he will ultimately defeat all his enemies. Al-Qiyami, he awal intisar bi silsili min al-intisarat has silsili min al-intisarat Rabbi Yasu al-Masih min khilela بالنهاية سينتصر على كل أعدائه على كل أعدائه. He must reign, verse uh, 25. He must continue uh, to reign. Uh, uh, that's another uh, possible uh, rendering. Till he has put all enemies under his uh, feet. Uh, Psalm 110 and verse 1, uh, we have 
a statement which perhaps uh, here Paul is referring to. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. So, we have in Psalm 110 and verse 1 a picture in which the Father, God the Father, is working to put all things under the feet of God the Son. مزمور 110 Now here, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 25, uh, we have the same idea of enemies put under his feet, but rather than God the Father being the one who works, uh, it seems as we look at the passage, he is, it seems to be a reference to the Lord Jesus. He must reign till he has put all uh, his enemies under his feet. So in Psalm 110 and verse 1, it is the working of the Father to place all things under the authority of the Son. Here it is the working of the Son. Now this should not uh, in any way cause uh, uh, problems or questions, because Father, Son, and Spirit are one, and because there are several examples in the Bible of certain works which are ascribed to the Father in one place, to the Son in another place, to the Spirit in another place, and therefore we understand as we look at Scripture as a whole that these things are done, were done, by Father, Son, and Spirit. What are some things of this nature? Creation. We can look at various passages uh, which uh, speak of the Father and the Son and the Spirit and their role in creation. The coming of the Lord Jesus into the world. He was sent by the Father. He came, and remember, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Uh, 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 the words of Gabriel to uh, Mary regarding uh, the body that was created miraculously in her womb. And so the Spirit was working uh, as well. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The Father raised him, he rose uh, from the dead, I lay down my life, I take it up again. The spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead, Romans chapter 8. The salvation of all who believe. The Father uh, uh, working uh, in appointing and predestinating. The Son working in redeeming. The Spirit working in convicting and drawing. And so, uh, uh, and so, uh, there are several things which in one passage you see, oh, the Father is doing it, and then in another passage you see that the Son is, uh, uh, is uh, doing it. Uh, remember what it says in John chapter 5 and verse 17, Yohanna Asah Khamsi wa Al-Adad Sabatash, John chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, Jesus answered them, My Father works hitherto, and I work.
my father works, he works here uh, continuously without uh, interruption. If I'm not mistaken, that is uh, the meaning, that is the, uh, the tense in Greek. My father works continually without interruption, and I work in the same way. Uh, and I work in the same way. Look also at John chapter 14 and verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the works. He uh, doeth uh, the works. Uh, so, rather than someone saying, wait a minute, it says over there in Psalm 110 that the Father is making all things to be under the feet of the Son. Here it says that the Son is making all things to be under his own feet. I see that to be a problem. No, no. It would be a problem if the Son and Father were to be working independently of each other. That would be a problem. That uh, would be uh, uh, a problem. Uh, I'm just thinking now of, of music. There are many examples that a person can give, but music is uh, often to, uh, said to have three uh, uh, elements. Melody, harmony, and rhythm. And they're all three together. <laughs> uh, 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 together. Yes, we can distinguish them from each other in certain ways. But when you distinguish them from each other, you're not really separating them, you know, uh, as if you were, uh, you know, uh, uh, as if you were saying, oh, that's his glasses, remove the glasses. They're, that's separate from him, you know. Uh, the Father and the Son do not work independently of uh, each other. Um, when he shall have put down all rule and uh, uh, authority, for he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. The reign of Christ is not complete until death is conquered. If his kingdom grows, and if it prevails over all, then death must be defeated. And this is not just something that concerns him, his death, which was defeated by his resurrection, but it concerns his followers, their death must be uh, uh, defeated. Uh, go back to uh, Isaiah uh, 25 and verse uh, 8. Isaiah 25 and verse uh, 8. It says, He will swallow up death in victory. This is where the statement comes from. Uh, and the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. <laughs> this is where it comes from originally as well. And now notice this part in Isaiah 25 and verse 8. The rebuke of his people shall he take away from all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. 
he will take away the rebuke of his people. This is also rendered by some translations the reproach of his people or the disgrace from his people or insults and mockery directed against his people. He will take away the disgrace, the defeat of death from his people. He will take away the rebuke of his people from all the uh, the earth. Uh, death will be uh, swallowed up uh, in uh, victory. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, other passages uh, speak uh, of uh, the resurrection. Also in Isaiah, and we were in chapter 25 and chapter 26, uh, and verse... Um, 19, it says, Thy dead men shall live, together with my dead body shall they arise. Uh, the book of Hosea, uh, chapter 13, and verse 14. I will ransom thee from the power of the grave. I will redeem thee from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. Uh, O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hidden from my eyes. In other words, God will not uh, change in any way his course in this matter uh, or uh, break his uh, word, fail to be faithful in keeping what he has uh, promised. Look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 21. Philippians chapter 3 and verse uh, 21. It says, Who shall change our lowly body, that it may be fashioned like his glorious body, according to the working with which he is able to subdue all things to himself. All right? The resurrection of the believer, the resurrection of the body of the believer, is part of the subduing of all things to himself. He must reign, he must triumph in all things, he will triumph, not just over his death, but he will triumph over sin and over the wicked one, in that he will raise his children, those who have trusted in him. He will raise them from, uh, from uh, the dead. Uh, he uh, must reign till all enemies shall be put under his feet. The last enemy who will be put under his uh, feet uh, is, uh, is death. Uh, uh, look at Psalm 18 and uh, verses uh, 4 and 5. Uh, one passage which describes death and the effect, the strength that uh, death has. Uh, the sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell or of the grave compassed me about. 
the snares of death were round about me. What do you see in this uh, uh, passage? Uh, two figures of speech are used uh, with uh, regard to uh, death. One of them is, it's as if death has cords, ropes, with which it ties people. All right? That is in verse uh, uh, 4. Uh, in verse uh, 4. And uh, in verse 5, the snares of death, the traps of death. It's as if death is somehow a hunter and it sets up traps. And so people can be caught in those traps. People can be bound uh, by death in certain ways. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their time, their lifetime subject to uh, bondage the power that death has over men and the power that it exercises even through our lives as we fear death. As we uh, fear death. What did the Lord Jesus say? He said, don't fear death. Don't fear those who are able to kill the body. You'd fear God. <laughs> Uh, who's able to destroy the body and the soul. Fear of death uh, brings with it anguish and distress. And the Bible says that the reign of death, mulk al-khatiyyi, mulk al-maut was sultat al-maut, atat ala kulli nas, Romans chapter 5. By one man sin entered into the world, bi rajul wahad dakhalat al-khatiyyi ila al-alam, wal-maut bil-khatiyyi, death by sin, so, death passed upon all men, because all have sinned. فَأَتَ الْمَوْتِ إِلَى جَمِيعَ النَّاسِ لَأَنُّ الْجَمِيعَ قَدْ أَخْطَأُ The reign of sin, the reign of uh, death. ملك الْخَطِيِّ وملك الْمَوْتِ عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ but then Jesus said in, Roman, in John chapter 8 and beginning with verse 34, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, then you shall be free indeed. In حَرَّرَكُمْ الْإِبْن فَبِالْحَقِيقَةِ تَكُنُونَ In the early 1800s, several people in Britain uh, were fighting against the slave trade, were fighting against slavery. One of them, prominent among them, uh, was William Wilberforce, who was a member of parliament, and he was a Christian. And people knew in many places 
that Wilberforce and others were trying to abolish slavery, which eventually happened in uh, uh, Britain and in uh, its, uh, all its possessions. Eventually happened, I think, around uh, it was 1825 or 1830, something like that. So during this time when Wilberforce, uh, his name being particularly prominent, when Wilberforce and others were fighting against slavery, it's said that the slaves in the Caribbean islands, Bijuzur al-Bahr al-Karibi, and uh, some of those islands in particular being ruled by Britain, it's said that the slaves in those islands used to say, they used to say, Wilberforce is coming. And we say, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming and death will be destroyed. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10 uh, speaks of the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and has brought immortality, has brought immortality and life to light through the gospel. He'll wipe away all tears, Revelation 21, and there will be no more death. There will be uh, no more uh, death. There's a touching passage in, uh, 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 in uh, the novel uh, Jane, uh, well I call it Jane Eyre, I hope I'm pronouncing it the right way, uh, it's a novel about a little girl and how she grows up. She's an orphan and she stays in an orphanage and, and she's not well treated there, but she has a friend in the orphanage, a young girl, also her age, and this young girl uh, is a Christian and uh, Jane is always upset by the bad treatment, unfortunately, that was common and perhaps uh, uh, happens uh, in such situations in our day and time. And this other girl, whose name in the story is Helen Burns, uh, would tell her that you know I have hope, and she would talk to her, uh, you know, that there's a world to come, and so on. And then Helen Burns gets sick, and Jane is uh, so upset. And uh, there's this passage uh, which speaks of uh, Helen and the fact that she died. And before that, she expressed hope and, and she'd rise again and so on. I learned that Miss Temple, on returning to her own room that dawn, had found me laid in my little crib, my face against Helen Burns' shoulder, my arms around her neck. I was asleep. Helen was dead. Her grave is in the Brocklebridge churchyard for 15 years after her death. Her grave was only covered by a grassy mound, but now a gray marble tablet marks the spot, inscribed with her name and the word Resergom. Resergom, Latin, I will rise again. Now there is a gray marble tablet with her name and with the word resurgam, resurrection, 
the promise that because I live, ye shall live also. Because I live, ye shall live also. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Not the first one. And it may seem that the reign and rule of death, which we are so accustomed to, it may seem that it will continue forever, but the Bible says it will not. What will continue forever is the reign and rule of the Lord Jesus Christ, and death will die. This is what the scripture says. Now, is Christ risen from the dead and is become the first fruits, the first fruits of them that sleep? In Adam, all die. In Christ, shall all be made alive. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Savior. We thank you for the redemption of the cross. We thank you that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. We thank you because he is the first fruits of them that sleep. Because your redemption has brought us unto you in spirit and in soul. And one day, the body also will be raised and reunited with spirit and soul so that all will be restored and better than before so that death will die and Christ, the giver of life, will reign triumphant over all his enemies. When that day comes to pass, the saying will be fulfilled, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? We pray, Lord, that you would help us to know that this power that you have is a power which lives in the heart of every one of your children. And as we follow you and trust in you and obey you, then this power will work in our lives more and more so that you will be lifted up and glorified and so that others will receive the blessings which our Lord Jesus Christ wants to give us. In Jesus' name we pray and for his glory. Amen.